0: Perfect, well, good morning or good afternoon, everyone. Thank you, Steve, so much for coming in with us. I hope you're having a fantastic day, and um, thank you on behalf of this whole community for accepting the invite. It's very exciting to have you here. So I'll let let you go ahead and um, introduce yourself and
1: um, start the presentation sure yeah monica thanks for having me um you know exciting to be a part of uh part of the newsletter and, and reach out to a lot of different people and and talk a little bit about uh some of the things that uh we see in the industry and tell you guys a little bit about sensor networks and what we're doing um as a company to uh to, to work uh, smarter versus harder in this in this new world that we're in. So um, my name is Steve Strachan. Uh, I'm VP of sales for Sensor Networks um, based out of Houston, Texas. Um, sensor Networks, just to give you guys a little background, Sensor Networks is a technology company. Um, and we started Sensor Networks back in 2014. Um, and our headquarters is in State College, Pennsylvania. Um, and we have about 100 people now that work for the company. And what we really focus on doing, we started the company um, really uh, as a you know technology company that oversees how to um, deploy technology for non-destructive testing, whether it's in oil and gas, aviation, power generation, we make uh, ultrasonic solutions for enabling um, better, more accurate, Uh, smarter, safer um, uh, technology for looking at uh, cracks or corrosion or voids, you know, in a non-destructive way um, to keep assets in the the field operating, um, you know, safely for, you know, not just today, but in weeks, months and years to come. So um, a little bit of background on us, some of our customers that we serve across those three different verticals um you know I'm going to walk through just very briefly uh we have three different product lines in the business as I mentioned before um you know one is our what we call installed sensors and in the in the world today um whether you're in a refinery or a petrochemical plant or uh you know or you're doing asset integrity at a wellhead um people are walking to Uh, walking out, driving out, physically going to assets and taking manual measurements um, for, you know, thickness for corrosion measurement purposes to say is the pipe or tank or vessel or asset thick enough to continue to operate. And we said when we started the company that, uh, you know, there was probably a future state that folks could work a little bit smarter. And instead of manually um, going to assets to take readings, you could install a sensor you know, which was battery operated, and it would wake up and take a reading um, once a day, once a week, once a month, however often, and it would um, keep people from having to physically go to measure things um, on a component level. So that's really where we started the company, and we have designed these uh, wireless ultrasonic sensors that you can, uh, uh, you know, install on operational uh, equipment and assets and take. Uh, take thickness readings and then wirelessly send that data to a back end where a person can be sitting in front of their computer um, or their phone or what have you and uh, be able to look at that data real time um, so that's that's really one of the the product lines and then as we got further into it you know there was a lot of folks that uh, we have a lot of uh, ultrasonic uh, expertise in the company so we started making uh, transducers phased array probes um for different applications for crack monitoring or for just different types of uh, phased array and and non-destructive testing applications um and then we bolted on a third part of the business uh you know again from kind of this remote monitoring standpoint uh we we have these different uh, inspection cameras that do um you know unmanned entry for uh tanks vessels and things like that so you can actually do an inspection of a, a vessel without having to send a person inside so um so that's really a little bit about sensor networks. It's about what we do. Um, you know, I can walk through a handful of different slides, like I said, across aerospace, power generation, you know, oil and gas. We play with a lot of the different majors doing different types of non-destructive testing. Um, you know, a lot of these transducers that we make, you know, we make hundreds of different styles of transducers, whether they're conventional, you know, everyday small little uh, transducers all the way up to we've done some projects with nasa you know looking at um you know backscatter signatures and you know all kinds of crazy things with you know multi-element from two all the way up to you know 600 elements in a in a phased array transducer for doing different applications so um, one of the things we've been doing lately is uh, working on high temperature transducers high temperature um, products which are able to inspect components while they're online. You know, anytime that you can keep something online um, and uh, not have to take it offline, you're you know increasing uptime productivity um, and, and the like. So we've been working on different high temperature solutions for mainly the oil and gas world. You know, right now they don't want to go down because they're making money. So we're trying to help them do that. Um, and just some other examples of different phased array probes that we've done for You know for power generation dissimilar dissimilar metal type of applications in nuclear uh in the nuclear world or you know putting probes into a boroscope port to uh to do an inspection of a of a blade that's on a turbine or that's on an aircraft engine you know things like that um And then the installed sensor side of the business is really, again, where we kind of got the idea to start sensor networks a number of years ago, which was kind of this idea where in a future state, you know, you don't need to send people into the field to get uh, thickness or corrosion data. So it was kind of this industrial Internet of Things concept where you use sensor technology and big data to make decisions about predictive based maintenance. Um, And so just a little example of you know, there's some pictures on the bottom of some of these sensor systems, whether they're wireless sensors that are based out in plants and they wake up once a day and take a thickness reading. So you can start to graph thickness, you know, in this case, thickness on the Y versus time on the X. And you can see over different periods of time, corrosion or erosion is in a lot of cases a non nonlinear event and uh, it's more episodic in nature. So. You can start to see during different. um, Intervals during different processes. um, You know if I'm using a certain crude slate at a certain pressure at a certain temperature, I have a different resulting corrosion rate. So folks can look at this data and start saying, hey, when I'm acting, you know, when I'm doing this or this, this is what's happening to the wall thickness of my of my asset. And you know, if I operate a little bit more like I do here, then then I can here, will I be able to extend the life of my product? Um, so that's just a high level, a little bit more about you know the the sensor technology that we have. you know, so we have wired systems, we have uh, multi-point single point systems. We have systems that can be buried for uh, pipelines, um, high, super high temperature, super low temperature. You know, single point, point, area monitoring, it's where well, there's a whole host of different um, hardware, software solutions for folks that are trying to do, you know, more of this um, corrosion management and monitoring. Um, here's of the sensors, just to give you a little background, what they look like, you know, these sensors get clamped onto pipes or magnetically attached to vessels and tanks and they, you know, they take uh, thickness readings. Uh, once a day, once a week, once a month, what have you? You know, the sensors can last for you know up to 15 years on one reading per day. Um, so they, you know, they have a lot of longevity nowadays um, to to stay in the field for a long time. And so yeah, so that's a little bit about uh, the other product line. And then, as I mentioned, um, the remote visual tanks and vessels and things. Here's just some pictures of what these these tanks, these uh these cameras look like. Um, we have retrieval tools for if you drop a bolt or a nut or a hard hat into a turbine, then you have to retrieve it before you fire it up. Um, these these tools will help you obviously do it. So we got a whole myriad of different things that we uh, that we do at Sensor Networks. So now you have a little background of the company. Um, you know, I know uh, Monica, you got a couple questions for me, so I'll do my best to to answer them.
0: Thank you so much. That looks so so amazing and hi. Like have worked with your products in the past. I know for sure that it's a really good tool for anyone in corrosion or integrity management to take decisions in a short notice. Uh, You don't have to do a lot of preparation. You don't have to. You can just take uh, the reports, take the graphs, and then go to a meeting and then present data. So uh, in my experience, that's one of the highlights of the products. Perfect. So um, the first question I have here is, what do you think is the differentiation factor from your products uh, to any other sensor uh, that are out there in the market?
1: So we're very niche in our... You know in what we do with our sensors our sensors are very simply you know there to take a, an ultrasonic measurement of how thick an asset is um, it also takes a temperature reading as well so you can do thickness as well as temperature for um, uh, for uh, temperature uh, adjusted thickness readings but it's very much a um, you know a very focused sensor for non-destructive testing for instead of sending people into a refinery or having them climb up a ladder to take a a reading or you know um, do rope access to to reach a place or have to build scaffolding to go collect that data you know on a certain interval to get a snapshot in time you know you install these sensors so that you can get access to more and better data to understand you know more about my process conditions so that you know instead of having to take a pipe or tank or an asset out you know every five to seven years if we have access to more and better data can we leave it in for you know seven to nine to ten plus years you know can we increase the life of that component um so that we get the very the very most out of these you know these assets as possible before taking them out of the field um and you just you just can't really do that with manual methods today because it's you know you don't have the quality of the data you know you're you know you um, you just don't have access to as much quantity or quality of data when you do things in a manual way so that's really where the sensors come in um, to really help shine the light on um, asset integrity from a completely different way of doing things you know today there's a lot of inspection that's going on in the world um which is really a snapshot in time of how that asset's doing and in order to get more information on that asset you have to send somebody back out again to get another you know you know another snapshot in time what these sensors really do is help you to understand in a more holistic level what is the health of an asset over time um and that's that's really how folks are using the, 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 the hardware and then also the resulting data.
0: Excellent, thank you. So you have been in the industry for a long time. And so now I'm gonna put your brain on that side though.
1: You have a lot of wrinkles and scars on my face to prove it. <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> if you were to describe in one sentence, the most common pitfall in the integrity and the corrosion programs, what would you say?
1: One sentence is all I get, huh?
0: Well, no, you can expand, that's okay.
1: (laughs) Um, I think the world is changing. Um, And as I said before, I think there's a lot of money in the past that has been spent on, and budgets that have been spent on inspection. Um, And I think, you have to adapt to new times and new things and new ways of thinking because there are less there's less workers in the field. There's more safety You know, events. Everybody wants to be safer all the time. And so I think folks are starting to learn that inspection isn't the only tool that they have to get better data. And I think folks are now looking at all this money and time and, and budgets every year that they put into inspection and they're saying, you know, once I find a place that. I know has an issue, how can I monitor it and you know um, without having to send people into the field to go do that? Um, So folks are looking at this. Inspection to monitor, inspect to monitor kind of um, strategy, and um, you know, not every place needs to be uh, monitored after it's been inspected, but the places that they do find that have interesting inspection reports are perfect places to monitor and see if you can make changes to either remediate or to know more about, you know, the health of the asset of when you need to make, you know, you know, make a you know, do a turnaround or, you know, use a different alloy pipe instead of carbon steel or make more informed decisions using more of a monitoring approach as opposed to an inspection approach. So I think times are changing. I think um, you know, before we, we hit the record button, you know, Monica, you and I talked a little bit about some of the trends that the different asset owners are facing about not only hiring quality people, but getting them to stay. Um, and all of these different folks, you know, are running very, very lean in a lot of cases um, and need more help and more data to make better decisions. And I think that's really where sensor networks is trying to go that's why i know where infinity growth is trying to go um to really just help these folks um you know do things work smarter versus working harder in an environment that is always getting a little bit more um challenging and and more demanding that was a really long one sentence answer but
0: that was really good it, <laughs> it it's almost in a nutshell exactly um what is going on so that's really good thank you so You said you have worked in many different awesome projects, like from all of the projects that you have done. What is the one that you say, oh, this was super cool, super awesome. I really liked it. Like when you said NASA, I was like, wow, NASA. Uh, But I don't know. Perhaps you have something more interesting. I don't know. What is the one thing that you said that you recall and you're like, this is awesome. This is real neat. You really need to hear about that.
1: Wow. oh we got a bu- we got a bunch of them um i'm not gonna specify names and things but um we did we did projects um where you know there was a um, fatality on an airline and within hours the airline and the um the engine Uh, manufacturer and the FAA were all sitting in a conference room at sensor networks saying, hey, how are we going to inspect these engines to make sure that this problem doesn't happen again? Because we got a fleet of a couple hundred engines that are on wings of aircrafts right this very moment, which are in the air, taking people around that probably all need to be inspected to make sure that this doesn't happen again. So, um, you know, really, you know, you see these things happen in the industry where very quickly, you know, you need to solve a problem. um, And it takes a whole consortium of people in order to do that. So, um, you know, that was a situation where, like I said, within hours, there was everybody all hands on deck. We needed to come up with a solution. And within probably two weeks, you know, we were able to pinpoint where the failure mode was on the blade of the engine um we figured out how to inspect it using a you know a custom made transducer um to to look at the area of the the blade that failed and we made over 300 kits to um inspect all of the engines that were in the air because if they didn't do them within a couple of weeks they were going to ground all the airplanes so um, it was a situation where you had to find a solution manufacture a product and get everything and get everything inspected within a certain very very short amount of time Um, and thankfully everything got done and ever since that uh, issue that fatality um, there has never been another related incident um, because of the way that uh, the solution was was made and the inspection was taken out um, and done in the field so You know, that's that's just kind of some of the things that we do working with different partners and solution providers in the industry. Um, I can think of another example. In a refinery where uh, there was a leak and the asset owner had no idea why, but it had been a bad actor location for a really long time. And they said, hey, we're going to go replace this pipe and we want to put some sensors all around it to understand from a baseline. We have a brand new pipe with whatever process conditions, we want to understand how fast we're corroding. And what they were doing was sending a person out into the field every month to take manual inspection readings and their corrosion rate was anywhere from, you know, 20 mils per year to 400 mils per year. And they had no idea, you know, when it was 400 and when it was 20. So by putting these sensors on, they actually were able to hone the process to understand when they were corroding, how they were corroding, why they were corroding. And that pipe that they would, they would take out every two years or it would run to failure, they were able to extend the life of it to five years. Um, and now they're working on how to extend it to seven. So, you know, it's just another example of, you know, folks that are using technology to their advantage and and taking this inspection data and really how do we expand upon it to make it even better and save time, money and safety by um by leveraging technology so you know that's kind of an aviation uh, you know example that was an an oil and gas example that I gave you but um in all of the examples, I think the moral story is it takes individuals who want to challenge the status quo and want to really leverage new technology and think outside the box um you know, and that can be young folks, it can be, you know, more mature folks, you know, it, you know, we work with everybody uh, across the gambit, but um, it's really people that want to take things to the next level and, and, you know, take the time to try things. You know, you're not, not every time it's a, it's a, it's a win, right? It's, some. you know, a lot of times you have to fail before you are successful and people with that attitude that aren't afraid to try things and challenge the status quo and, you know, um, you know, those are the, those are the folks and the people that, uh, you know, not just in the business, but in life, you know, I I think, um, are the most successful.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I share that thought. (laughs) Excellent. Now let me ask you, um, where do you see this industry going in, in some years, like in 10 years, in five years, how do you see the, the, the industry of the sensors and the remote sensors where do you see it going
1: well specifically for oil and gas which is where most of the sensors are deployed um I I see you know oil and gas is going to continue to be um have a lot of pressure on productivity efficiency you know taking away downtime um you know as more uh, renewable energy, you know, comes onto the grid and and you know starts to maybe displace some of the oil and gas. You know, it's going to focus. It's going to force oil and gas to work smarter. You know, in a lot of cases than they have before. Um, and I think you know what I was talking about before is, you know, using technology to get better access to data instead of this run to failure or, hey, I have a problem. I'm going to just throw money at it until the problem goes away mentality it's it's not sustainable it's not going to be sustainable so i think folks that are proactive and really you know it's, you know there's a lot of talk of digitization and industry 4.0 and and all of these buzzwords that come out of you know one side of folks mouths but i think you know the folks that are actually doing it and investing in looking at doing things differently are the folks that are going to come out on top and um you know it's uh you know every dollar of investment is precious anymore and i think folks that not only are investing in new technology and new ways of thinking but you know folks that aren't afraid to fail that aren't afraid that aren't afraid to try new things um are going to be the ones that um you know really uh are the winners in uh, in in this future state so you know every you know we we've we've sold incrementally more sensors every single year exponentially more sensors every single year since we've come out with new technology and you know folks are are seeing the benefit of this data and they're figuring out where can I do more of it you know and they're pushing the envelope and pushing us to come out with new sec, new solutions new technology you know that that make everybody better so um, i think my my message to everybody would be Uh, challenge the status quo think outside the box you know don't be afraid to fail Um, you know that's what makes everybody better and um you know in this in this environment um it's going to take everybody to get there
0: absolutely excellent you mentioned two of the two of the words that i like the most managing and sustainable (laughs) excellent perfect so You've said you've, you guys work in different areas, different sectors, oil and gas maybe in like the primary sector that you guys work with, uh, but you also mentioned uh, aviation. And like, what is that one sector that still does not use the sensors that will perhaps benefit on using it? Or where do you see that application perhaps going into something? I don't know, maybe, I don't know, pharmaceutical or any any industry that you guys are not touching right now that will benefit from this?
1: We're looking at making some. So so our technology opera, operates off of uh, 900 megahertz LoRaWAN backbone um, of of wireless infrastructure, which is becoming a um, industry standard um, 900 megahertz LoRaWAN for not just oil and gas, aviation you know, petrochemical power gen, um nine hundred megahertz Laura winds used at places like theme parks like Disney World um and in uh in very you know in parking lots for um using motion detection or um different types of ways to um in some cases, you know there's there's if you if you if you look at Laura Wayne the Laura wayne Alliance, there's thousands of different types of sensors that do thousands of different things um, that are outside of the industrial world but I think you know these things are finding their way into the industrial world so we're working at things like just simple temperature sensors um, or things that um, you know uh, are more applicable for maybe um, you know like uh, thermal imaging kind of stuff or um, Things that can reduce the number of uh, manpower that's having to go into a, you know, into an industrial setting every day. So uh, I think that's where the world's going. And I think, you know, it, the industry always lags a little bit further behind um, than, than every day. I mean, you think about, you know, cell phones, right? I mean, everybody has an iPhone or a smartphone at this point, right? Um, you know, and and so folks... It, it, it takes a lot longer to go from the commercial or from the 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 everyday a private sector to the um uh, to the you know to the uh the industry sector so I, I i see you know five to ten year lag on you know the the new folks that are coming in you know to these refineries are going you know how do we get access to more and better data we can get everything on our phone you know why can't we do that here um so there's there's still a lag that's happening but i think very very soon you know the industry will will start to pick up to where you know the you know the public sector is
0: that's fantastic i think i i'm done with my questions so you have any closing remarks do you want anything to share anything like in general with the audience
1: yeah, no, I, I think um, what you're doing, Monica, is really great. And I think bringing different minds in to, you know, to talk through what they're seeing and, you know, like I said, uh, what what the trends are in the industry where, you know, small companies like sensor networks, you know, where we play and, and um, you know, kind of shining a light on what. We are seeing with a lot of our different customers who, at the end of the day, are doing a lot of the same things. Um, and so if you can share best practices, whether it's technology, whether it's, you know, different um, services that are, you know, as we like to say, you know, all boats rise, you know, with high tide. Right. So um, if you can share ideas, network, work with one another, you know, I think um, you know, everybody is uh, everybody's better off at the end. So I thank you for having me. You know, look forward to uh, you know to the future here. And if there's another opportunity to do something like this again, I'd you know I'd, I'd be happy to.
0: Thank you very much. You have always been so supportive. And uh, yeah, this is just a space for everyone. Like uh, what we are thinking is that we can come together, share ideas, and then become better as an industry, as professionals, as, and as person. So. It is really good thank you so much and um i'll hope to talk to you soon
1: very good thank you again good luck
0: thanks